With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Ewan McLean. I'm here with my good friends Scott McDermott and Callum Loudon to discuss a large game. I think we'll call it that, will we, on Sunday? Think. Aye. Uh, just a, first a very quick caveat. We're doing this before Rangers have kicked off against Lydia Warsaw, so we're going to completely ignore any of the fallout from Europe, so bear with us on that. I think... Uh, well, to be, to be honest, anyway, most fans have only been thinking about Sunday anyway, haven't they? Even before the leg again. Rangers won 3 0. Yeah, they're in the group stage, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sunday, Callum, they talk about laying down a marker. That's been quite a, a recurring theme over these last couple of years. And it's come up again, you know, if Rangers can they strike a really strong blow here to, to give Celtic food for thought. Do you see it that way? Is this massive for Rangers to, to show what they're about this year? This is probably the biggest marker for them to lay down. Out of all the markers they've laid down, you know, <laughs> this is the big one. You know, it's the the season. It's one of these big jumbo Sharpie markers. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> nah, this is the season, you know, every Rangers fan's excited. They've had a fantastic start. They may or may not be in Europe. Aye, <laughs> and Rangers need to go out and win this game. It will just set the tone for the season. Everyone's behind Stevie G. Uh, and also, I think that they have to take into account the sort of fallout for the Celtic. Celtic start this season, there's been some... Uh, I mean, some of the fans haven't been convinced by Lennon's start. You know, the close result, the defence, the left-back issues. If Rangers can go on and really put a strong performance in and get a really good result. They'll put the pressure on Neil Lennon and Celtic and it could affect their season. It's amazing how quickly it all turns around, doesn't it, Scott? Because if you go back just a few weeks, Celtic were, were breezing through the Champions League qualifiers at the time. They're Scud St. Johnson 7-0, beat Motherwell 5-2 in their own patch while Rangers are, are having to really dig deep to scrape a, a late win away to Kilmarnock and suddenly the Celtic fans are all full of, of confidence and now one bad game against Cluj at home and the whole atmosphere has changed, hasn't it? That's Glasgow, you know, isn't it? That's the, that's the old firm. That's why we that's why we love it. Everything can change so so quickly. Um listen, Celtics supporters last year, a couple of years ago, no, make no mistake, they believe no, a lot of them probably still believe that, that ten in a row is a formality and should be a formality. No, you think two years ago Celtic were putting four past Rangers at Hamden, five past them um, at Celtic Park and, and Ibrox. Um, they looked so far ahead in every department uh, under Brendan Rodgers and no, pretty much looked unstoppable. Um, I mean, a year ago, I've said to a few people, you think just over a year ago, you know, Celtic had Brendan Rodgers as manager, 
they'd Moussa Dembele up front, they'd uh, Dedrick Boyata centre back. No, they just won the uh, no the treble treble. It's uh, or the double treble at that point. Everything looks so good for them. Um, so for Rangers to get to this point where we're sitting here now, you know, looking ahead to an old firm game at Ibrox and pretty much saying that Rangers go into it almost as, as favourites to go and, go and win it. They've won the last two old firm games at Ibrox. They've talked about putting down a marker. It's a huge psychological barrier they got over when they won that first Old Firm game with, with Ryan Jack's goal last season. Um, I actually think they put down another marker at Celtic Park last season in terms of how they can play going there when they had 10 men and looked as if they were going to uh, going to get a point before James Forrest's late goal. So it's all set up for Rangers, you're right. The pendulum certainly has swung because of the kludge result, uh, because of... Well, various things, but going right back to to when Brendan Rodgers left, I would suggest I don't think there's been, no, I don't think every Celtic fan wanted Neil Lennon in the in the job. Um, so all of that helps Rangers. All of that's positive for Rangers. No, any of that negativity came out of a Celtic Park, and it sets it up brilliantly for Sunday. Uh, what an opening Old Firm game it looks like it's going to be, and I do think, even though it is early in the season, I think if Rangers could win it, uh, it would be a huge statement of intent from, from Gerrard and, and this squad. They certainly will start as favourites if Callum McGregor's asked to play it left <laughs> back again, you would imagine, wouldn't yeah. you? I mean, that, that, that experiment didn't work the last time at Ibrox, it didn't work against Cluj as well in that, that fateful game for Celtic. But what else does Celtic have in that area? It's clear that ball, ball and golly, bolly, ball and golly, it's, it's easy for me to say, um, has struggled to find his feet early on. Yeah. Is this the area that Rangers must target in order to win that game? I would say so. I mean, it's, it's sensible for any manager to look at opposition, you know, detect weaknesses and try and, uh, try and exploit them. Um, Listen, volleyball and goalie, I've seen him a few times now, technically is a, a very good player. Now, I've seen him in a couple of games at Celtic Park where he comes in field, he gets a hold of the ball. Um, now, he's technically very good, but he's also shown a kind of defensive frailty now, when put under a bit of, a bit of pressure. Um, he's, he's crumbled a couple of times. Um, in terms of Neil Lennon's options, I don't think he has any other option other than to play ball and goalie. I mean, if he leaves him out again after doing it against Kludge when it went disastrously wrong, I mean, if he left him out again to play like a Johnny Hayes or, or whoever at the at the back or no, shifting a centre-back over to left-back, if he did that and the result uh, doesn't go for Celtic, he would come under huge, huge pressure. So I expect ball and goalie to start. He's their natural left-back. He's a £3 million signing. The big question is... How will he? Uh, how will he cope with the, the pressure at Ibrox? No, there's only 800 Celtic fans there. It's a Rangers crowd getting on top of them. I think you're right. Gerard will look to exploit that area. Um, probably we are Scott Arfield and, and Tavernier. No, bombing up the as as early in the game as possible. Definitely, yeah. and it's just about how ball and goalie copes with that. I think over the years, you've seen a lot of guys crumble under that old firm 
pressure. I mean, Rangers-wise, it obviously happened to Fernando Rickson in his yeah. first his first game at Celtic Park, where he just couldn't cope. I mean, Rickson went on to be a good player for Rangers and, and captained them, but in that six-two game at Celtic Park, he got absolutely destroyed. You could tell psychologically he couldn't deal with the, the intensity, the atmosphere, everything getting on top of him. No, but I think it was Bobby Petter that was running at him, running at him that day. Just couldn't couldn't deal with. It. That's what I think Rangers will try and do to, to ball and goalie, put him under real pressure, early doors, and see how he see how he copes with. I guess, Calum, the the same could be said of the other flank as well, because at, at right back they've just signed um, Maritz Bauer. Uh, just but that that's just happened. Do you then? Having having brought this guy in four days into his Celtic career, throw him straight into an old firm game at Ibrooks, is that a, a huge risk? I don't think it works personally. It completely depends on the player's mentality. But I mean, I remember, I remember a few debuts. That I think the main one that sticks to mind is when Willow Flood had his yeah. old firm debut and he had a nightmare, didn't he? And I just I just don't think it works, especially four days in. But to have him here in our field and. Jordan Jones or Ojo, they'll be licking their lips at these new fullbacks, you know. If you're a winger, this is your dream, isn't it? Two guys, going to be your crowd behind you, your manager's probably going to tell you, bomb on, take them on, you know, let's test their confidence. I, th- I think it depends, Ewan, on what position you play. I just think it's, I think he can throw a centre forward and he play his debut in an old firm game. Uh, and you just hope that he, no, he takes it or gets a goal. I think it's easier for a for an attacking player to go in and you no know, go and express himself. But see, throwing a defender and uh, not a full back or centre back away from home in this fixture. I mean, uh, Maritz Bauer hasn't played for Stoke since May, so to throw him into this kind of game, I would be amazed. I mean, I. I I think El Hamid will be will be fit again for Celtic and I expect him to play mm-hmm. at right back. It'll be his first old firm game as well, so he'll be under pressure too. But he's obviously he's looked a bit more composed. Um Julian's as well, if he goes It'll be Julian it could be Julian's first game at centre back as well. Mm-hmm. He'll come under pressure. How does he deal with the physicality of Amarelos, for instance? So that's where Rangers you know, from Stephen Gerrard's point of view have to try and take advantage of that. On the flip side, will Neil Lennon be looking at the way Rangers line up and think that left-back's the area that they, he should be targeting as well? Possibly, but I think less so just because no, I expect Flanagan to play left-back. He's, he's played in massive games for no, Liverpool in the Premier League and Europe for Rangers. He's already played in old firm games, so... I think less so. I mean, you're right. Thriving these games, it does. You're right. I think these games are these games are the ones that you would play, John Flanagan, as opposed to ahead of goal hero Bernal Barisic. Well, I mean that. Listen, it will be a it will be a selection problem uh, if you like for Gerard in terms of he has got a couple of left backs, and you're right, Barisic's free kick, uh, as we've spoke about before, will have done him the world a good. But as Callum says, these the, these games, all firm games, away to Aberdeen, away to Hearts, these games are made for are made for Flanagan. He's, he's what I call an old fashioned footballer. Yeah, and these are the ones that are suited to the old firm. He might be the one who lays down that that big tackle in the first five minutes. 
get the crowd on side, you know. It's yeah, a brilliant, brilliant euphemism, that, isn't it, old-fashioned footballer? I, he likes to stick with exactly. that. He's exactly. not going to bend a free kick in the top corner. <laughs> no. He'll but, get a good challenge. But, but see where Rangers have got there. We're talking about you know, attacking that Celtic left-back area. When you've got Tavernier bombing on, as he does and as he will do on Sunday... I don't think it's a bad thing that you've got you've got Flanagan on the other side sitting in, thinking a bit more defensively. Remember, Flanagan will be up against arguably Celtic's best player in James Forrest on Sunday. So his priority, as much as no, I expect Rangers to be in the front foot for large chunks of the game, Flanagan's priority has to be uh, he's defending at fullback and, and making sure Forrest uh, doesn't have an impact for Celtic. Okay, central midfield. Um Ryan Jack's going to be a key man, isn't he? He's, he's a fantastic start to the season. He's been rewarded for that fantastic start with a Scotland call-up. What do you think, Callum? Yeah, he's really... He's came on. I mean, when he first signed, I, didn't, I thought he was a bit... Maybe limited's not the right word. Maybe a bit restricted in his play. But he really seems under Gerrard to have came on and added a lot more to his game. And it's great to see you in a midfielder when you can see them develop. Uh, he had to be a stick-on for the Scotland squad and he rightly got rewarded. But this game will be massive for him. It's another chance for him to go out and just show everyone why he is why he is getting talked about so much. And I think that centre mid is another area Rangers can exploit because uh, the last two old firm games, Brown, who usually thrives in this atmosphere, seemed to have crumbled crumbled a wee bit. Uh, in the last one, you saw Camera sort of give him the run around. I know he's had quite a poor start this season. I've seen some Celtic fans maybe getting his back. So it's an area for Rangers, I think, to maybe target Scott Brown as well. Mm-hmm. I th- listen, I think in any of these old firm games, the midfield is ultimately where it's where it's won and lost. Um, I agree a hundred percent with Callum and Ryan Jack. And it can I hold my hands up slightly? I mean, I've always thought Ryan Jack was a good player, um, but I think he genuinely has taken his game to another level this season. Um, under so it's, a, it's far from the first player who's had to to grow into. A a Rangers role yeah. it's such a, such a big change isn't it and I also think uh, again I, I agree with Callum when he moved for Aberdeen I've said this before I think he'd been pigeonholed into this kind of sitting midfielder that would just sit in front of the back four and play short passes and keep the ball now you know, playing or normally playing kind of one ahead of Stephen Davis He's going box to box, he's getting involved, he's creating chances, he's having shots for outside the box. That's what I mean by taking his game to another level. He suddenly looks like an, you know, this all-round midfielder who Gerard clearly trusts, clearly loves. Um, I said at the start of the season, and I'm happy to admit uh, when I'm wrong, I thought at the start of the season, in Gerard's mind, his first pick trio in midfield would be Davis, Kamara and Aribo. But as Callum says, Jack has excelled in there at the start. When Kamara's got a chance, he hasn't really shown the, the kind of form that he did towards the end of last season. So I think it's an absolute stick on on Sunday that it will be Davis, Jack and Aribo. They will be his, his, his first pick midfield three. Um, and it will be interesting, though, as Callum says... I'm not sure I buy into the, the the Scott Brown thing. I still think he's a vital player for Celtic and will, will certainly be, be key for them on Sunday. But I think if they if Celtic go in with Brown, McGregor and Christie, it might just be a wee bit lightweight for them in there. And I think Rangers 
no way Jack and Aribo uh, ahead of Davis could get a uh, could get an advantage in there. And as I say, ultimately that's if Rangers can get a grip of the midfield and dictate the game, then it will go a long way to them getting three points. Okay, Alfredo Morelos has famously never scored against Celtic. Is it different this time? He's can, done, can he do it this time? He's done everything but score in an yeah. old form. Miss sitters, get sent off. Great saves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think, I mean, yeah, you've got it back home. His form has been fantastic start this season. You'd think surely maybe this is the one he can step up and be the hero. I'd imagine he's going to get a good few chances. And as I said about the wingers and uh, James Tavernier, surely he's looking at this new look Celtic back line. He's got some old firm experiences built now and he's thinking, I fancy this today. He was goaded into getting sent off by Scott Brown. He took the bait in the last old firm game. Do you see a new maturity in him? Do you think he's, the penny has maybe dropped? He's learned his lessons from last year. <laughs> Don't want to speak too soon with Morelos. You and we should know better than that. But, yeah, the, the reason I say that, the, there was a Kilmarnock game, for example, the first league game of the season. And Kurt Broadfoot, as every experienced player would do, Tried to wind him up. Tried to, to physically put himself... I think he'd done a wrestling move on him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And Morelos, for, for once, didn't take the bait. And he stayed in the park. And the Rangers eventually came away yeah, you're right, a positive result. Is there a change? There's been, there's been a couple of instances. I think there was one actually away to Legia just last week where he almost got involved in a, a kind of scuffle. But kind of took a step back and... You know, teammates can usher them away so I think there has been a, a slight change I've said on here before I think he actually looks happier this year uh, as happy as he's as he's ever done probably at Rangers he always had that kind of you know, that kind of angry demeanour you know what he fight with everybody he looked grumpy he looked unhappy even when he was scoring goals I think that's changed slightly he looks as if he's enjoying himself more and I actually think it sounds daft to say it considering he scored 30 goals last season, but I think his finishing actually looks better at the start of this season. And I don't know, the only thing I could maybe put it down to is, you know, is it the influence of Jermaine Defoe at, at training and you know, different drills or whatever? Because Defoe, I think, is a more polished finisher, more composed finisher than Morelos, naturally. Even though he did get all those goals last year, I was never totally convinced about Morelos's instinctive finishing but I've been impressed with that this season I think he's actually taken up a taken up a notch and that's why getting back to the original point I think this will be the game uh, or this will be his best chance to, to get off the mark yeah, in all firm games This is the acid test, I mean I think not just in, in the football environment in any environment, if you're surrounded by good habits these good habits are bound to rub off on you and Morelos is learning from Jermaine Defoe, he's got a manager who played at the very, very highest levels of world football, and an assistant manager who's one of the greatest midfielders ever created by Scotland. You know, surely that this is the environment where any player is going to learn and take his game another level. Yeah, and he's also got the four breathing down his neck yeah. every week. Um, no, we've spoken about Stephen Gerrard changing the team. No, for different games, Morelos is his number one striker, but no, Gerrard's shown he won't be afraid to put Defoe in, he's got real, no, real faith in Jermaine Defoe, we all know what, a, know what a top striker he's been, what a top finisher he is, so Morelos has got genuine competition 
there. Um, and I think he's thriving off that, as I say. I think that's also part of the reason why his finishing's went up, went up a notch uh, this season. There was a game a few weeks ago, I think it was a Hibs game, and they scored six. Knowing Defoe gets his hat trick, Morelos get two. Knowing the two of them are on the pitch afterwards, like embracing each other and having a laugh. They're obviously egging each other on in terms of getting goals and that can only be good for, for Rangers and Steven Gerrard. There is a train of thought that Rangers play better as a team around Defoe's movement but it has to be Morelos for you guys. For this game, yeah. I think he's a big game player and he'll be desperate to play well, won't he? Especially after... He, he knows now that he let the Rangers fans down the last game. That was probably a low moment in his career against sent off against Celtic. He'll be yep. buzzing for this game yeah. and he'll be buzzing for some revenge so... I'm not saying that he's going to get sent off, but I, nah, he, he thrives in these battles, you know. The four, the four did brilliantly you in the last old firm game of the, the season at Ibrox, and that was no. He played as a result of Morelos getting sent off at Celtic Park because no Gerard quite rightly had to teach him a lesson then and put him on the bench pretty much for the rest of the season. The uh, four came in and played really well. No, had that crucial part in Scott Arfield's goal at Ibrooks with the with the dummy on the edge of the box, um, which was kind of symptomatic of how Rangers were playing at that time and how they finished the season. But I agree with Callum, given Morelos's early season form and also just what he gives you in terms of his physicality up against, no, he's going up against Simonovic or Julian or, or Ayer or, or, or whoever, um, I think Gerard has to start with Morelos. If it doesn't go to plan, knowing that he's got Defoe there and waiting, who he can bring on after an hour or, or 65, 70 minutes, that can only be a good thing. It will give them a different option, but Morelos, Morelos will definitely start. Defoe's a better sub to bring on as well, uh, I think. If you're chasing a game, you'd rather someone on. Changes the game, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 Morelos has improved, but Defoe's still a better finisher. Uh, so yeah he's a better sub to have there on the bench yeah because late, late in the game if you bring him on late as a sub if it's only for 15 minutes there might only be one chance mm-hmm. and no, despite everything we're saying about Morelos if yeah. you had one chance you, want it you to had to pick somebody four. to take it you'd probably want the four on it yeah okay only 800 Celtic fans there again and, and it'll be the same obviously when Rangers go to Celtic Park um, due to the, the tit for tat nature of old firm rivalry does it diminish the occasion from what you've witnessed last season? What's your first impression or early impression being of it? From a neutral point of view, you and I, I've said I think it does diminish the occasion slightly. You no, know, having grown up watching old firm games, um, you no, know, and seeing that occasion, seeing the away fans, you no, know, what it means when you, you no, know, when you go and win away from home in these. These fixtures, um, even seeing it on TV, you know, from both sides, you need to remember people from all over the UK and all over the world are watching this game, and I think as a spectacle, that part of it, you no, know, plays a big plays a big role in it. I think that's that's a huge huge part of it. But in terms of the actual clubs themselves, I think it's a huge advantage when you've got the. No, you've only got 800 away fans there. Mm. We've seen last season, the first season it comes into play, Celtic win the two games at Celtic Park and Rangers win both games at Ibrox. I don't think that was a, a coincidence and it wouldn't surprise me if it happened again this yeah. year. Charlie Miller thinks that Rangers should do away with it because they don't need oh, that they, extra... What does Charlie Miller know? Uh, you, you only wrote his book for it. <laughs> what <does> he, know? <laughs> he knows nothing. <laughs> uh, what no, do you think? Should we do away with it? 
get it back to 3,000 at each ground. Mayhem, madness. To be completely honest, last year when Kilmarnock decided they wanted, they wanted to diminish the Rangers support, we, we praised them for it. So I think that the clubs can do what they want, to be honest. I mean, it's yeah, it probably looks better on TV when there's more fans, uh, more, more away fans, and maybe it does improve the atmosphere a wee bit. But if the clubs want to do it that way, I don't think we can argue or complain. I do think it affects the game. I think it is a massive advantage, 800 yeah, to 3,000. I think you've noticed that, and that's why it's kind of swung back to the kind of home game advantage, uh, if you like, in the old firms. It's had a bigger impact than I thought it would, yeah, actually. I, I think, I just think you can't underestimate you know, the atmosphere in these games. I know the atmosphere doesn't win you games, it's players and managers and coaches or whoever, but I, I think, you know, in this, with the nature of this fixture, having almost the entire stadium at your back um, gives you a huge advantage. And that, that, that goes for either either side um, as I say I think we've seen that last year uh, but initially when it came into play I thought this will last for a season and then they'll probably go back to you no, know, they'll sort it out and it'll go back to the way it was but I must admit now looking at it I'm struggling to see how it will get back to get back to normal I think both clubs are probably fairly happy with how it's how it's worked out but it does in terms of going away from home and trying to get a result uh, I think it je- definitely makes the, the task a whole lot harder. Don't underestimate, underestimate the atmosphere, says Scott McDermott. Are Celtic being underestimated amid all this confidence in the Ibrox support? You've got to still take into account. They've got some fantastic players. Uh, Rangers' confidence is just so high just because it's been such a good start to the season. But they do have to remember they've got a really fantastic player in Odson Edward up front who's done damage at Ibrox before. Uh, and Rangers still conceded a couple of goals this season, and they have to take that into account. This will be the biggest test so far. Uh, so I don't know if they're being underestimated. I just think the Rangers' confidence is so high that I think they have a right to be confident going into it, just because I think Celtic's back line is weaker than Rangers. Right, listen, J- James Forrest, Ryan Christie, Odson Edward, Callum McGregor, no, all huge threats to Rangers if no if they're not on their if they're not on their game. Guys that can they can go and hurt you. No, they've hurt Rangers in the past at Ibrooks. Um even Lee Griffiths, I would argue, coming off the bench, um, is capable of hurting uh, hurting Rangers at, at Ibrooks. He's done it before, even though he's maybe no back to no back to his peak just yet. So Rangers of course they need to be no, they need to be wary of that, but they're at home. They've won the last two Old Firm games uh, at Ibrooks. Guys like Christy McGregor Forrest haven't really done it in the last two visits to, to Ibrooks, largely due to the way Rangers played, you know, the pressure they put on Celtic. And as Callum says, they'll obviously have a couple of new, uh, a couple of new guys playing at the back. Um, and as we've touched on, that's that's where Rangers will try to try to take advantage. Okay, boys, right. I've got a wedding next week to pay for here, so I'm straight <laughs> to the bookies after this. Give me some predictions. Oh, I'll stick my neck out and say it'll be one 0 Rangers. I'll not get much odds in that. It's not bad if you pick a pick a scorer along that. Morelos, Morelos, one 0 There you go. That's imaginative. Right, Callum, you can do better than that. I'll go a bit more adventurous. I'm going to say Rangers are going to lay down a marker and they're going to do a 
scorers if I'm on the spot I think Morelos is going to break his duct with a double and then I also think Jordan Jones might get off the mark somehow got a feeling good stuff good stuff right well let's, uh, let's see how it goes um, depending on whether any of these predictions come off we'll <laughs> dictate whether or not you hear from me next week um, but anyway thanks very much for joining us and if you enjoyed the podcast please do subscribe at iTunes or Acast and um also review us and rate us on there too if you feel generous if it's a negative review his name's Scott McDermott okay right thanks for joining us all the best cheers